Hello everybody and welcome to episode 150 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and please, welcome back. Alongside me, as always, is... Well, I thought you were going to introduce me, sorry. It's Mr. Chris Vint, everybody. I've got out of the routine of doing it now since I've missed like an episode, you know. One, one single solitary episode and it all goes to yeah, pot. Yeah, it, it does, yes. It's like somebody has clicked their fingers and things have all magically disappeared and then I don't know where I'm, what I'm doing no more. So. Ah. Yeah. Oh, do you want to do a weather report? It is a wonderful, balmy, sunny day here in fabulous Northern Ireland on this Easter holiday weekend. So happy Easter to all of our listeners and... Uh, Hopefully the weather has been as good for you. I think it's the guts of 20 degrees Celsius over here, which is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> for this time of year. So you're looking at your phone, Chris. Is there some it sort is of 20, time it's thing? It's 20 degrees bang on. I didn't even check. I just guessed. So 20 there degrees we go. bang on. <laughs> but yes, everybody, welcome to episode 150 of Operation Retroshock. It's Avengers Week, everybody. It's a year on. It's a year on from episode one hundred when we did our list of our Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we were kind of re- revisiting in some aspect. So episode one hundred, if you want to listen to that, and then we're going to talk about other things. But yeah, so it's crazy that in the space of a year we've went from one Avengers movie to another, near enough to the day that we released our last episode, which is kind of all kinds of scary. Yeah, it's pretty nuts that uh, we've gone from episode one hundred to 150 in uh, just about exactly a space of a year. Um, we Who'd have thought when we came back sort of around, when when was it, when did we kind of clock off? It was around the low 90s, I think, when we stopped doing the show the first time and then yeah. came back then. So yeah. we're uh, well over 60 shows to the good since then, but uh, 50 since our big uh, Avengers 100 episode there a year ago. So we thought it only right, with it being Avengers Week, that we revisit everything Marvel and Avengers as we uh, head into just four days away, Chris. Four days from Avengers Endgame hitting the big screen here in the UK and around the world. So, as Chris said, we have a couple of things planned. We are going to revisit those lists of ours from last year and... Say if there has been any adjustments and, of course, the newest additions that could be into that list where they may have fallen. Uh, that wasn't actually meant to be a pun there. Uh, so it wasn't. But what we're going to do, first of all, is just a little fun thing that uh, I discovered not too long ago. And it's basically, we have to put together our own Avengers team on a budget of $15. Mm-hmm. So we're on a budget of $15. Uh, which you would think, well, that's not an awful lot of money to put a team together, but I'll run through it, everybody. And so it's $15 to assemble a Avengers team to avenge the fallen. So it's only people that are alive as of, well, as of today, time as of time, as of time, of, time recording. of recording. Wow, that's, uh, that's something you... we'll probably get to before the end of that's, the show that's as well. something you can only really say in Avengers, you know. And the ones that are dead at a time of recording, they were like, okay. But, uh, so yeah, this is as of, you know, end games release, basically. Um, so, in the $5 bracket, obviously spoiler warning, folks, but if you're listening to an Avengers podcast by now, I'd expect you to have, uh, be up to scratch here. So in the $5 tier, we have Captain America, 
Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Thor and the Hulk. In the $3 tier we have Ant-Man, Valkyrie, Wong, War Machine, Nebula, Hawkeye slash Ronan. And in the $1 tier we have Okoye, Black Widow, Rocket, Pepper Potts and Happy Hogan. Now uh, just for clarification's sake everybody I did not uh, set up those tier levels so if you have any... Uh, Arguments as to feeling that, for example, Black Widow should not be in the one dollar tier or whatever, alongside Happy Hogan and Pepper Potts. She's in the dollar bin. I can I can completely understand, but I was not the one who made up that list, so I'm just going with what was given to me. So uh, I'll let you start off with who would be your number one draftee for your Avengers team going into Endgame. Well, it's going to have to be Hulk because you're going to pick your favourite. So no doubt with you, your first pick is probably Iron Man because he's your favourite. Yes, he is. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. You always start with your favourites and then you trickle yourself down. You know, like you go from your five dollar to your three to your one. So you're like, okay, I'll go for Hulk now. Effectively for me, it should be Bruce Banner because Hulk we have not really seen much of mm, um, that's true. so it should be that's Banner true. instead of Hulk but because it's the Hulk then I thought right I'll go for that then um, there's a reason as to why I've kind of put the team together um, but yeah I just went for Hulk because I thought well if uh, we need somebody to come out all guts of blazing after the beating that he got from Thanos then it's going to be that Plus, you are kind of getting a bit of a, a two for one for your yep. money there. Yeah. So you have. So you kind of want to get the brains and the brawn kind of put together, you know. So absolutely, but yes, as Chris kind of guessed, I'm going for uh, Iron Man, aka Tony Stark, if he does indeed make it back to Earth in time. Uh, that's something else to discuss. I don't believe the trailers, um, but yes, of course. Obviously, you've got him and all his however many suits available to you as well, which Bruce has made. Uh, good use of in Infinity War as well. But yes, quite an obvious choice mm-hmm. for me to go with uh, Iron Man as my number one. Who's your number two, Chris? My number two is actually Thor. Ooh. Um, I decided to go for Thor because Thor is the only one who's kind of inflicted any harmful damage to Thanos. Um, Iron Man obviously, you know, like all that for a drop of blood, whereas Thor managed to get Stormbreaker through his chest and then at the end you see him kind of limping along. So he has done some form of damage to him, even whenever he snaps his finger, he goes to where baby Gamora is and he kind of touches his chest as if to say, oh, it's gone now. So he knew that he was in trouble and that's why he said you should have gone for the head. But um, because of how badass Thor is, you know, like, even through the movies, he's got more powerful, and especially now with him knowing that he can wield, he doesn't need a weapon. You know, like, he's the god of thunder. You're not the god of hammers, as Odin said to him. So I was going to go for Iron Man, because Iron Man and Hulk, uh, Iron Man and Banner are good buddies, but then there's that kind of rivalry between Thor and Hulk. So if it is Banner, and Thor kind of does some stuff to try and make Hulk appear... You know, because we've seen that rivalry through the majority of the movies. So, and obviously in Ragnarok, which those two were great in. So that's why I went for Thor. Awesome. So you're up to $10 now already. So you've blown two uh, of your lots on the $5 bracket. Um, I've done the exact same, but I have gone for Captain Marvel. Okay. So I have, um, this is this going to be... Something that you're not obviously aware of yet because you haven't seen the Captain Marvel movie. No. So I'm going to kind of, you know, avoid any kind of spoilers in that okay. regard for you. 
But um, I think most people can even kind of come to the conclusion if they've only seen the trailers mm-hmm. of Captain Marvel that she looks like a very powerful yeah. individual. And uh, from especially having seen the whole movie and seeing how the character develops from the beginning, you know, only kind of tapping into just a small potential portion mm-hmm. of her powers towards to the end of the movie where kind of everything kind of becomes unlocked. Yeah. And then weighing that up against the fact of, well, the time difference we see between her leaving at the end of that movie and now mm-hmm. when we head back into Endgame is probably at least 20 years. Yeah. So she's had 20 years of doing this, of using her powers and refining them and probably becoming even more powerful than she was in uh, her own movie, which was pretty darn strong by the end of it, I must say. So I think she's going to give Thanos at least a heck of a run for his money. Um, A lot of people are maybe slightly concerned Mm -hmm. because in her movie she was made to look so flipping powerful. How that's going to stack up yeah. in, you know, Avengers? Are they going to have to kind of, what is it they say when it comes to video games, nerf, you know, her powers a bit, you know, okay. wind her down a bit? So she's going to be like the phoenix of the X-Men kind of team? She's going to be the uber, uber powerful yeah, one then? Okay. pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, on to your next one then, Chris. Um, I'm going for the $3 one now, so I'm going to choose um, Ant-Man. Um, because obviously, whenever we've watched Ant-Man and Wasp, we've seen him stuck in the quantum realm with the trailers. Now, with the trailers, we've seen them wearing some kind of suits. Yes. You know, like... The as, white outfits. Yeah. But I was watching Avengers Earth and Mightiest Heroes. I didn't very, get very good photos, but they're wearing suits similar to that. Oh, really? But they go to space. Mm. So whether they have to go to space to get something or whatever, you know, because obviously they're... On Earth, so the majority of them on that are all Earth beings. So mm-hmm. there's not anyone who can really go up to space. The likes of Thor, he can obviously we've seen him float through space and still manage to be alive. But um, because of his his knowledge as well um, of being able to shrink down and some different technology that may be of use to Banner or to Tony Stark, you know, like if he comes back or whatever. Um, but you've got differences there. But um, I just went for him because I've always been a fan of his movies and he's slowly becoming one of my favourite ones. If Doctor Strange was available in the $3 category, he would have went like that. Well, no Wong, well Wong's available. I know, but he's not Doctor Strange. I know, but he he's, still, g- he's still pretty good. Though. He just gives out Wi-Fi passwords. <laughs> um, but yes, I went for Ant-Man as well. Um, yeah, there's obviously going to be something you know, specific to Ant-Man that heads towards those outfits that we've we've seen there. I'm not sure whether that's going to be in regards to space or whether it's the hint that we've had maybe towards potentially a bit of time travel going yeah. on here um, or just filled on Quantum Realm. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a shot in one of the recent TV spots where, like, you know, who's been to space and, you know, they're in the Benatar yeah. and they're not in those outfits. Okay. So I'm not sure, but... This is Marvel, and this is something I'm going to talk about when we get to the trailers. They tinker with the trailers, something mm-hmm. shocking. Yeah, yeah. So just because we see a shot of mm-hmm. them in a spaceship or something like that yeah. in their regular outfits yeah. does not necessarily mean that is in the final movie. Um, a funny thought also, that one of the reasons why I went towards Ant-Man, I don't know if you've heard this story or not, 
um, to do with the theory. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, Thanianus. Yeah. Yeah. It was brought up on Graham Norton over here in the UK. Um, Typical him to make a butt joke. Like, of course. Of yeah. course. But uh, yeah, the whole theory of sure Ant Man could just go inside Thanos and expand out and blow into bits, basically. Um, which, to be fair, is a pretty easy theory to go with. When you think about it, it is, but it's pretty disgusting. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about incomplete to do with Paul Rudd. Why can you just win his ear then? Yeah, well, can you imagine watching that in 4D and then it just explodes? <laughs> Whoa! You just get covered. Just sprayed your know, fake blood in the cinema, and everybody's coming out just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what is happened? This? Somebody died. But yeah, I think with Ant Man and your team, you're opening up a lot of avenues for use of the technology mm-hmm. because um, you know. Who's, who's to say that that technology can be shared with the likes of a war machine or an Iron Man with yeah. their suits being airtight and all as well. There's always the potential there. So that means we've both spent $13 then, Chris, mm-hmm. which means we can't go for any others of the top two tiers. No. So who have you got next? Um, I went for Rocket next. Um, I went for him because obviously if you need your hands or paws on something, Rocket's your man to get it for you, whether it's an artificial leg or maybe Bucky's arm or whatever, <laughs> you know, he's the one to get it for you. But um, even though he's small, he knows his way around making guns, making firepower and things like that. So whether he has to make some kind of technology to try and... We've seen the likes of Thanos whenever um, the likes of Doctor Strange was using his cape and then... Um, Star Lord threw something and it kind of made his hand go towards the floor and kind of put his hand there for a bit. So whether he can devise some form of technology to kind of stun Thanos or kind of keep him still so they can get the gauntlet off. And plus the fact that Rocket is I don't have the wit of Iron Man on my team, so you kind of need to have that wit. So that's why another reason why Rocket has went in there. No, I'm the exact same. I'd say probably our lists are going to fall fairly similar towards your, the end here. Okay, is your next one Black Widow? It yeah? is, yes. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Um, but no, Rocket is, you know, if there was anybody that you wanted really from the Guardians mm-hmm. on your team, it probably, Rocket would be one of your, you know, first draftees from the Guardians in my opinion, because like you say, he knows his way around weapons. He can just cook up all these crazy plans. At the end of the day, look at the first Guardians of the Galaxy. The guy was able to fly like some kind of booth, yeah, sort of thing out of a prison, mm-hmm. you know, by having like little boosters attached plus to the he bottom knew of it. How to get out, you know, with the battery and all that kind of stuff. So absolutely, even though his plans are better Star Lords because he doesn't have like thirteen percent of a plan, so he always seems to be quick on the mark of how to think his way out of things. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that would be. Um, of advantage to them, but I definitely, I definitely think he's going to prove an incredibly important part of this upcoming movie. Um, you know, going by having watched the trailers, there seems to be like it almost seems for a while like rockets off on his own mm-hmm. doing something. There's like that shot where he's like opening a door, you know, to like a cabin or something like that, and there's like you know, sort of sea and cliffs and cliffs and all behind him. And nobody seems to be with him. So whether he's going and searching for something himself, uh, you don't really know. But yes, Black Widow then. Mm-hmm. How Black Widow's on the $1 tier and Hawkeye slash Ronan is on the $3 tier, I don't know. 
Um, because I know if I had a choice between the two of them, I'd be going with Black Widow every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no offense, Hawkeye fans. Um, but I think you know, even more as these Avengers and Marvel movies have gone on, Black Widow has shown how much of an important member of the team she is. Mm-hmm. Yes, she mightn't have all the fancy super strength or no, you know, but all that. Whenever on the first one, she's the one who gets out of Loki that. Banner is his play. She's the one then in Age of Ultron, or, or sorry, in Civil War, who is with Iron Man but sides with Captain America. So she's one that you don't know what she's very good at playing a certain role, but then deviating mm-hmm. towards something else. You know, she can be a good defactor. So she could be one that, you know, will. Not that Thanos has any humanity, but prey on the fact that he killed his daughter and kind of prey on that emotion and then kind of get out of what he plans to do next and then go, right, this is what he's doing next. You know, but, yeah. She definitely, again, going by the trailers, looks like she's going to be a, an integral part, at least, to getting Hawkeye mm-hmm. back into the back into the group. Um, using, as you say, that kind of negotiation or spy yeah. tactics, using words over what even her physical side of things which Mm -hmm. is impressive i was watching the first avengers again there the other week and just that actual opening scene with her in the original avengers is just fantastic just where she's you know getting interrogated by these russian Mm -hmm. guys and coulson's on the telephone saying you know we need you to come in she's like you know i'm a little busy here and then just that whole fight scene that she has trying to get out of the chair and all so yes that would be my complete and plus she's the one who um, gets Banner to come into mm-hmm. the Avengers you know like nobody else has really gone to him and she kind of you know goes to him and not you know obviously she's an attractive woman but she doesn't use her womanly ways you know like she yeah. uses the, like you say the part of the words and she's very good at that so yeah as soon as I saw that it was kind of it was only a toss up between Thor and Iron Man and then yeah. I thought no, I'll go for Thor because I knew you go for Iron yeah. Man. So I didn't want us to have all the same too. And another idea, actually, just thought back as well, back to Ultron as well. You know, Banner wasn't going to turn into the Hulk again, and yeah. she pushed him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, to get him to turn into the Hulk as well. But yeah, I think uh, definitely she's going to have a pretty big part in it as well. Um. So yes, that's our two teams. I think they'd be fairly well suited to taking on I think Thanos. So, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um. Now the question remains to be asked, Chris. Who do we think will die and who do we think will come back? Right, well, you obviously know that the likes of, say, Spider-Man's going to come back and Black Panther are going to come back and Doctor Strange are going to come back because they are going to be the big... You know, they've got sequels planned and all this here, unless you're going to have, you know, like a different kid of Spider-Man or something, you know. But um, unfortunately, I think that Captain America is going to be a severe casualty. I think that something's going to happen to Iron Man. He's not going to die, because I think they're going to leave the door open for him. Right, okay. I think that Captain America is going to lose his super, you know, like the stuff from the serum, and he's going to pass it on to the likes of, say, Bucky or Falcon. I really hope it's Falcon, but I would imagine it'll probably be Bucky Mm. more. Because Falcon is kind of newer, you know, we only saw him really in Civil War. Um, No, a Winter Soldier, sorry, for the first yes, time. So he's been around a bit less time than Bucky. And plus the fact, I'm sorry, but I do not do not like Bucky at all. I never have done. I just he's just one of those people. I just wish that oh, just keep, keep him dead. Because <laughs> um, I remember watching it with you 
and then whenever uh, Tony Stark gets stabbed by Thanos, yeah. I remember just like your heart was almost in your mouth, you know, because we all get attached to our favourites and you don't want anything to happen to them. You know, like obviously whenever Hulk got the absolute tar beat out of him and then because I remember whenever he came on, I was like, oh, here we go. And then it's like, no more Hulk for the rest of the movie. And it's like, oh, OK, well, that's, that's a bit of a annoyance. But um, <laughs> I can't see too many of the lesser characters. I can maybe see the likes of maybe a Hawkeye and then this playing on Black Widow. Um, because she was one who brought him back and now he's left behind a um, daughter and family if they are have survived the snap mm. or whether he comes back because he didn't survive the snap and he wants to get them back so maybe he gets them back but then he yeah he's not I was there. I was I was thinking something along those lines for Hawkeye because he obviously didn't have a big part in the last one he wasn't in mm. that at all so he wasn't you know they obviously focused quite heavily on the fact that right he just wants to be a family man yeah. nowadays right. he was only in Ultron because he kind of got dragged back into it yeah. and all so I think that logic's probably fairly sound in that right he's lost his family okay. due to the snap and he's thought right I just ha- have to get back into the swing of things here eventually after you know Black Widow talks to him and stuff as well but I could definitely see him doing something that is critical mm-hmm. to them reverting, you know, the snap basically and bringing folks back so that he's basically like, well, I've done my part to bring the family back. What do you think happens to Vision? Do we get Vision back or do we not get Vision back? Mm. Or do we get Vision back, but it's... He doesn't have the Mind Stone then? Well, see, I have... This kind of goes into my thoughts into who else survives because you were saying that you think Cap dies or at mm-hmm. least loses his super serum powers and stuff. Yeah. So maybe gets up very old or something like that. You mm-hmm. know, uses, uh, loses his youth. I don't know whether the announcement recently of the whole Disney Plus slate spoils a bit of this for us because they obviously announced for Disney Plus that we're going to be getting a... Bucky and Falcon mm-hmm. show. Yeah, and we're going to be getting WandaVision yeah. and Loki. But you see, the thing with that is you could set that at any time, though. You don't have to set that after Endgame. You could set that as whenever Wanda and Vision are in Scotland mm. and they've been there for weeks. And it's That would actually standing. be quite entertaining. Wanda and Vision yeah, saving <laughs> things around Scotland. <laughs> Vision eating like a battered Mars bar and all. And we're like, oh, we don't like that. Um, but yeah, but you can set that in any time mm-hmm. frame. Um, but yeah, I don't know whether we get them all back or whether we'll lose some of the, you know, whether we get some back at the expense of getting others back. Yeah. But, I think the most logical losses will be in the upper tier in that sort of Captain America Iron Man bracket. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I don't see us losing a Thor and I don't see us losing a Hulk yet. So I don't, um... No, don't use that yet <laughs> word, No. No, because, well, I'm talking about it in the sense of it could set up a potential future storyline for Civil War Two mm-hmm. from the comics. Um, but I think Iron Man's dying. This is just my thought, because the logic I have in my head is, you know, that he will be the one to sacrifice himself properly. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, be it the rumoured talk of them potentially creating a suit that is like a gauntlet for him. Because I think that happened in the comics as well, that he managed to create an Iron Man suit that could, you know, house the stones, basically, at the same right. time. But 
I think there's the potential for him to go in some sort of sacrificial way, but for a way for them to keep Downey in the MCU, that his consciousness becomes like a Jarvis. Okay. So that whoever eventually fills the Iron Man slot or whatever in that mm-hmm. is RDJ, basically. So he could either appear as like a little hologram or whatever, or just as the voice. Right. So there's just that little thing in the background of like, oh, he's still there, but he's gone sort of yeah. thing. Um, I just can't see that anyone but him really going. Because I know Chris Evans kind of tweeted about kind of, you know, saying goodbye to the role or something like yeah, that. that's very much like the trailers, is it put you off the scent? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I think we might get like a, like a proper scare with Cap. You know, we might get something where, because it does look going by these trailers, because the talk is that all the trailers, it's like stuff from the first 15 minutes of the movie. And you can quite clearly see that they're setting up to launch it, launch an attack back at Thanos mm-hmm. with the key original group. Yeah. So whether something like what Tony saw in his visions in Age of Ultron happens, okay, where they just get obliterated and a good bunch of them are just lying dead on the ground again mm-hmm. and then potentially that time travel thing comes back into it right that's a potential so then cap dies but then doesn't die okay that old chestnut which marvel are just notorious for doing of oh he's dead but he's not dead yeah um, Coulson, for example yeah very much so so i i don't see cap going but i wouldn't be i equally wouldn't be shocked yeah. If he was to go, if you know, if it's anybody who's going, it's Iron Man or Cap. Mm-hmm. So it is. But no, I totally agree that Bucky is the logical choice because that's what happens in the comics, mm-hmm. you know, to be Captain America. But he wouldn't be my personal choice. Um, where I'd like to see them go would be, I would like to see them bring in that, uh, the Riri Williams character to take over like the Iron Man role. We see, I was thinking that you would have went for. Shuri. Yeah, I can I can I can get that, but and I could see them actually do that. But I would like to see her have a turn as like in an alternate story as Black Panther, because that happens in the comics as well. Okay. Um but I know I'm more fond of Shuri than some individuals that listen to this show. Hi Mike. Hello Michael. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's actually maybe one thing to mention as well. That was something that was kind of up in the air after Infinity Wars. Did Shuri survive? Did Shuri not? Where it was was confirmed recently with the posters that, no, she is one of the Fallen. Oh, okay. Um, Which I think was actually quite a surprise. And there probably was a big cheer in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was when that was found out. Um, I find it interesting that they're putting a lot of focus also on uh, Happy being in this. Mm. Like he actually got his own poster. Like they gave everybody a poster. Yeah. But even him. Um because obviously there was leaks in regards to a certain pepper pots, you know, being involved in all of this. But the thing is, is with her, is she gonna have like the powers that she had at the end of Iron Man Three, or is she just gonna be boring old playing pepper pots? In an Iron Man suit. <laughs> Tony Oh, don't start don't start that. Don't start that. Um, but no, I definitely think we're going to come out of this with probably Captain Marvel being the head on show now, alongside maybe Thor. Okay. So I could, 
Um, so do you think Captain Marvel will be the leader of the Avengers? Is that by the, by the end of this? Yeah. I think she's going to be at the top, yeah. Okay. That's just a guess, but uh, we're going to have to wait and see on that one. So, shall we dive into our MCU lists then? Yeah, sure. So, let me grab my iPad here and bring it open here. So, a year ago, folks, we asked all of you lovely people to send in your MCU ranking lists, and you all did with uh, aplomb, and we thank you for that. We may do something like this again in the future once we maybe get a bit further through the next phase of Marvel movies, just to see how everything kind of rejigs about. But we thought we'd at least talk about our lists again. And see if there's any been any movements just in general in the last year. Whether some movies have gone up or down. Not even involving the latest movies that have come out. But see where they also fall in it. So has there been much movement in your ranking Chris? Or More towards the top from number 13 down has stayed the same. But from number 12 upwards has kind of jigged around here and there. You know like a couple have moved. A couple of you know we have a couple of new new entries we have a couple of um ones going down and a couple of non-movers you know so um just whenever i looked at it earlier on i tried to do it and kind of memorize where everything is and then kind of went right okay well that's near enough the same they're near enough the same you know so um not much has changed because obviously like uh, alan was saying earlier on i haven't seen captain marvel one of the reasons why i haven't seen it is because i like to go into like with um civil war i hadn't seen ant-man so I get to learn about that character then and what they can do. So then once I've watched that, then I'll watch the movie thereafter and go like, oh, right. So that's what they could do. It's very much like <clears throat> for me, whenever I watched the original Avengers, I did not like the original Thor or Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. It was after watching the Avengers, I went and rewatched them and enjoyed them more because I understood more about the character. So that's why I kind of like do it with some newer. Um, if there's one that comes out closer to that. So that's why I did it with that anyway. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like with Ant-Man and Wasp, I put it at number 12 on my list, which was originally Black Panther's um, um, spot. So I just, that moved up then to number 11. So my list, um, sort of from, this this sounds so funny because uh, we're just getting into serious numbers territory here now. So we are with our Marvel movies. (sighs) Uh, 17, 16 down, no, 15 down hasn't changed for me. Okay. So 15 is the original Thor. 16 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <gasps> That's 17 for me. Uh, 17 is Iron Man 2. 18 is Iron Man 3. 19 is Hulk, sorry. Um, then 20 is the original Captain America. And then at the bottom is Thor The Dark World. Okay. Oh, there is. I keep forgetting that you've got one extra than I do. Yes. Uh, there. So I have... Ant-Man and the Wasp came in at 14 okay. for me, so not too far away from you, yeah. but um, this is maybe something we'll delve into deeper down the line uh, with Ant-Man and talk about uh, a couple of Marvel movies we haven't really talked about too much because you haven't obviously seen Captain Marvel mm-hmm. yet, so maybe when Captain Marvel comes out on Blu-ray we could do like a double feature of that and Ant-Man and talk yeah, about okay. that, but all I'm going to say really about Ant-Man and the Wasp is it was enjoyable, mm-hmm. but it just didn't have the complete charm I felt with the first one. I totally agree with you. So I did. Um, there were still some brilliant moments in it, but just there was something about that first one that just for me was, um, you know, just special mm-hmm. about it. 
Uh, I think we have effectively in that with Ghost. Ghost really isn't a villain, mm. per se, whereas obviously we did the typical Marvel thing where we had Yellow Jacket, which was definitely Ant-Man, but bad. Yes. Um, whereas I thought that, um, obviously, we had Michelle Pfeiffer added to this, which was great. But obviously, having Michael Douglas in it, for me, he was just an integral key part for the original Ant-Man. And whenever he got shot, it was like, no, don't kill him. And then, obviously, he was in the second one. So um, I think that was whenever I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think one of the things with Ant-Man and the Wasp for me was also, like you said, with Michelle Pfeiffer, there was this whole build-up. Oh, we're going to get the original Wasp in here. Mm -hmm. And then she was only in it for such a small portion of the movie. Oh, Ah, There we go. I saw it just after I said it. Um, But there's talk they're going to be in. Mm-hmm. Endgame and all as well, which would be pretty cool if they were I involved. I think if Hank Pym's in it, then he's going to be the one that designs the suits. Because mm. he's going to be the one that'll probably work close with Banner. Absolutely. In, in designing them. Uh, 13 for me is Avengers Age of Ultron. Okay. I think it's stayed fairly uh, similar in its spot. This is one that I think has moved a wee bit for me, and that is number 12. is Doctor Strange. Okay. It's moved down a bit for me. I think it was... It was, I think, the last time in my top ten. Or probably sitting at the top ten. That's moved up for me. Oh, has it moved up? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Number 11 for me, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, well, number 11 for me is Black Panther. Okay, cool. Um, But here's something that will now interest you. Number 10, Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel. Okay. So it's it's made my top ten, because the initial tweet I put out when I went and saw Captain Marvel was, very enjoyable movie, blah, 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 blah. Um, we'll talk about it more someday, but I wasn't sure whether it was in my top half mm-hmm. of Marvel movies, which obviously if it's number 10, it is Yeah, in my top half of Marvel movies, because we're sitting at 21 on my list at the moment, uh, 22 come the end of the week. Yes. <laughs> but just when I thought about it and sat down, I was just like, is it at the moment in that sort of top 10 bracket, it is just, mm-hmm. just, just, just. It's one of those ones that I wouldn't be shocked if we were to again revisit this in a year's time, that it could drop down to like, you know, 12 or 13 yeah. sort of area. It's one of those ones. It's maybe as much because I was excited to see the character. Um, You know, Marvel's first, you know, female-led uh, superhero movie and all of that sort of stuff. It got me quite hyped for it. So when I finally saw it, I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's definitely, it's not got anywhere near, like I just, like I just said it when I was talking about Ant-Man the Wasp, didn't have the exact charm mm-hmm. of like the original Ant-Man or the original Iron Man or the original Avengers even. Um, but it's one of those ones that I definitely could see any sequels for the character being so a lot better. on that list then... Is that your highest, um, is that one of your top, top like five, say, um, origin stories of a character? You know, so say you have the likes to say Black Panther, Iron Man, the original Thor, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, etc. So, uh, well, it would be, yeah, actually looking at this because I have Black Panther at number nine. Mm-hmm. So that's an origins in a way, even though we saw him in Civil War, um, then I have Guardians, then I have Ant-Man, and then Iron Man. So okay. that would be number five yeah. on the origin okay. stakes then. So it would, because the other ones in my top ten are um, 
you know, Avengers and Civil yeah. War yeah. and Winter Soldier, where there was quite a combo of guys in there as well. So, yeah, it would be. Well, number 10 for me is Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, I prefer it... it Sometimes I want to watch a movie, but I want to watch one with Hulk in it, and I don't have much of a selection at the minute. You know, I have four, well, technically three, because Infinity War doesn't really have Hulk. <laughs> so I enjoy that because I enjoy seeing, obviously, where Scarlet Witch then, where she comes from. Obviously, it would be nice to have Quicksilver. That might be interesting to see if we get him back since mm. he's dead. Um, or whether it's not people who come back but who died pre-snap. Um, but yeah, I enjoy Age of Ultron for what it's for what it is. Um, but it's my it's probably my lowest down Avengers one. It is my lowest down Avengers one. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones. It's again when you look back at it, you have to weigh it up as like this was an Avengers movie, mm-hmm. and you look at the quality of the story overall, and you're just like, mm, there's just something not there. Yeah, for it, you know, it does. It just feels like sort of one of the mid, mid-tier mm-hmm. Marvel movies and it was one of those ones that you were excited for because Ultron is a fairly important villain in yeah. the MCU and you know yes they tweaked the story ever so slightly for uh, the Avengers movie instead of it being Hank Pym it's mm-hmm. Tony Stark and uh, Bruce with their involvement in creating Ultron and stuff but I think it was the way they made him slightly too comedic and all throughout it. You know, they had a fantastic voice yes. for it. And I even liked the bits from the trailer for it where, you know, you had the Pinocchio references, mm-hmm. those <clears throat> sort of things. But it just kind of didn't grab me. Out of like that and Civil War, which was like kind of Avengers 2.5 yeah that was more of a hit I think with people who wanted to see you know this is obviously the first conflict we have within the Avengers um, which was actually number 8 for me number 9 was Iron Man so Civil War which is the third Captain America movie was actually higher up than the third one of the three Avengers movies so Mm -hmm. Uh, Ant-Man is in my number six position. Um, Winter Soldier is number five. So it is. Winter Soldier, I know, is a lot of people's number one mm-hmm. when it comes to their Marvel movies. And it's one of those ones that has grown on me more over time. So it has that it's in that sort of position now. It's in that number five position for me. And the only reason I can't push it any higher is simply because of the movies that are above it that I don't see nah here we go (laughs) I say this here and now Uh, goodness knows what my opinion will be come next weekend uh, or the weekend coming up uh, after seeing Endgame but I can't see anything at this moment in time coming and supplanting the original Avengers for me Mm -hmm. as my favourite Marvel movie. I think it's because that was the first time you've seen it. And it's like watching a Star Wars movie for the first time. Yeah. If you enjoy that movie, then no matter what happens, you will... People who've watched The Last Jedi and love The Last Jedi will always love that. Um, whereas you may go like, oh, I still really, really like it. But if you love that movie, like the original Avengers, which is probably number one on your and my list, then nothing's going to come close yeah. to it. Because it's the first time that you have this 
band put together mm. you know it's like seeing your favorite band in concert for the first time that's going to be your favorite memory of them yeah you know like so we both have been to wrestlemania's whereas we both would probably hold wrestlemania 30 in high regard because it's probably the first time that we saw well yeah it would have been like the first time we saw like hogan and rock and um or not rock austin even um but we had too many firsts you yeah know, there so then that was like oh well that's one of my favorites um number seven funny enough for me is winter soldier and then number six is iron man where did you get to number five i was number five yeah number five for me is ant-man ant-man has actually moved down the list right um as much as i enjoy ant-man um it's more humorous than some of the other ones mm-hmm. whereas number four ragnarok has actually went up because okay. of the humor but the fact that Hulk is just a major part of that movie. You know, like, so we'll never get a Hulk solo movie. Um, But, you know, like, picking up this here is obviously to do with, like, say, Planet Hulk. And obviously the Avengers movies are kind of his story arc are done through them because we'll not get him. We'll get him as part of something else. So whether we have, say a Hulk movie down the line and we get another thing with Thor or whether we get him as part of the Guardians of the Galaxy or something like that. You just don't know. But that one has moved up to my number four spot. Number four, Mm -hmm. Infinity War. Okay. So it is for me. Um, It's, again, I think there's the potential for this to fluctuate after this week. Yeah. Because this is kind of now we've entered Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi territory. Mm-hmm. Now this is this is the second part of this story. Realistically, this is one big movie. Yeah, that we're about to see the second part of here. So, by what happens in Endgame, that could equally reflect my how my opinion changes mm-hmm. um, on Infinity War. So, there's a good chance that this could move up or move down. Um, but after that, I have Civil War okay. as my number three. What have you got for four and three? Doctor Strange. Uh, four is the Ragnarok. Three is Doctor Strange, which has moved up. I think because of Infinity War and how important he was in that. You know, we've seen it like four mm. million times and not spoiling it. You know, like the <laughs> one once. But how big a part he was of Infinity War and how big a part I think that if he comes back in Endgame... And he comes back before they manage to do something to defeat mm. Thanos. I think he's going to be a big part of that. Um, and plus the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch just... For me, like we've always said, that there's not been very many misfires with their casting. And for me, him and like Benedict Wan and Mads Mikkelsen all kind of make up that movie. So that was my number three, which obviously leaves number two being Infinity War and then number one being the original Avengers movie. Number two for me being the original Iron Man and number one being the original Avengers movie. So that is our list. So there has been a bit of fluctuation. Yeah. So we'll maybe come back and talk about this in the next episode because obviously our next episode is very much going to be a review and talk about Endgame episode. So you all have that to look forward to everybody. Um... Do you want to talk about the other show that's potentially on the way, or I will leave it until I will leave it until the next one. Okay, Uh, we'll leave it until the next one because we were meant to talk and then it didn't happen because 
let's just say somebody had a bad day at work and okay. needed to kind of just unwind. So hopefully in the next couple of days, hopefully it gets all ironed out and then we'll have things next week. Hopefully, okay. Well, you have that tease to find out next time, everybody. So you do. But um, if you would like to get in touch with us on the show, you can do that in a number of different ways. You can do it on Twitter. Just search at RetroShockPod on there. You can send us a regular tweet. Or our DMs are indeed open on there if you need to leave us a bit of a longer message. Let us know what you would like to hear in the show, be it about TV shows, movies, video games, comics, all that sort of lovely goodness. Or you can also message us on Facebook, just search Operation Retroshock on there. You can tweet both Chris and I personally. I'm at Alan GW Price, he's at Vinto316. If you have enjoyed the show, it would be very much appreciated if you could leave us a lovely little comment or review on all the various different places that the show is available. So that's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, those sort of places, and Podbean. Um, it would be uh, very much appreciated because it would help expand the reach of the show and let other people de- discover the show. Um, and hopefully they would then enjoy it in return. I would say as well that with the likes of the stuff that Alan just mentioned, um, you can then, uh, once you've watched Endgame, Feel free to send us uh, a message on Facebook or via Twitter and let us know your thoughts of it. So then whenever we're talking about it next week, we can then have other people's thoughts of that as well. You know, you can even personally email at vinto316 at gmail.com. Just, I would say, do it privately rather than putting it out there and then you being sadly the person that has ruined something for somebody who's maybe not seen it till the end of the week or whether they haven't got time off work or whatever to go and see it because I was lucky enough to just about book the time off work to go and see it on Thursday even though I have to work Thursday evening so that's fun. Delightful. So I just have to do a few shout outs for guys here so do different shows uh, that have been awesome. It's part of the whole pod uh, Podcast HQ and Potter and Family gang that everybody retweets and you know gives each other exposure. So, shout-outs to Never Straight Answer Podcast, Epic Film Guys, the Movie Drone Podcast, uh, the Late Drinkers Podcast, the Small Town Mentality Guys, Geek Podcast, Media Forest Cast, uh, Amazing Nerd Show, Box Office Pulp, Rose Talk Movies, The Countdown Podcast, and Blood and Black Rum. Everybody has kind of become a little bit of a gang together on there, and everybody's kind of cross-promoting everybody. So I wanted to give them all a quick shout out there at the end of the show so you can find them. I always mention them uh, under our new show tweets on Twitter. So the new show tweet always goes out at 9am-ish uh, <laughs> on a Precisely, yeah. Monday morning. Uh, that's uh, GMT, obviously. So five hours uh, difference from the East Coast of America. Work it out the rest for yourself. Sorry, everybody. I'm not going to do the math for you. Um, but it's always usually around nine o'clock in the morning British time when the tweet goes live. The show is usually live from about 8am, but obviously it's Monday morning, folks, and getting into work and those sort of things. So it takes a bit of time to get the tweet out and ready. But you can always find uh, links to the rest of those shows underneath there as well if you are interested to see what they have to uh, say on all their various different topics. There's a lot of movie podcasts on there. Uh, just general topic shows on what's uh, happening in the news and in the world in general. But uh, go and check those guys out as well. But that is going to do us 
for episode 150 of Operation Retroshock. I have been Alan Price, he has been Chris Fint, and we'll see you after the end game. Scary. Scary.